Welcome to SciVibes, where we bring you corridor and coffee break chats with scientists from all over the world. I'm Anna. And I'm Kelsey at the International Center for Theoretical Physics, ICGP, in Trieste, Italy. LIGO Project co-founder and author Kip Thorne is in Trieste to give an ICTP colloquium and he sat down to chat with us while he was here. This episode brings you Professor Thorne's remarks on the LIGO collaboration. Uh, so you co-founded it in 1984. What were your expectations back then about this project? Just what happened, except I thought it would come more quickly. I was overly optimistic about how long it would take. I thought we would likely see gravitational waves by 2000, and uh, it was twice as long as I expected. By 1989, when we wrote our proposal to build LIGO, then I knew what the time scale was fairly well, but 84 was a little too soon. This is how science works. It's the sum of many efforts. There are now 1,200 members of the LIGO collaboration all working very hard on, mm -hmm. on LIGO. Now I should explain that I was deeply involved with the experiment as well as uh, the theory beginning back in the prehistory time, all the way back to the 1960s, up until the early 2000s. Then I left day-to-day -day involvement in LIGO because I was worried that uh, we did not know how successfully to simulate on computers collisions of black holes and other sources of gravitational waves. And in order to understand the signals we see, we have to have these simulations. We cannot solve Einstein's equations with pencil and paper to compute the details of the waves. We have to have computer simulations, and then we compare the details of the observed waves with the calculated waves, and then from those comparisons we can determine what was happening inside the source. We didn't have that ability, and I was worried about it. And so in the early 2000s, I left the experiment to help start a new effort in computer simulations that was led by, and still is led by, Saul Tucholsky, who's now a joint professor between Caltech and Cornell. So I am regarded as, in some ways, by the general public as sort of a spokesperson for LIGO, but I'm not really because I was not involved in the details of the experiment from early 2000s until today. And what is next for LIGO? For LIGO, the team has closed the detectors down for about 16 months to improve them. They have a design which should be able to see three times farther into the universe than the detectors have now seen. And they're not seeing that far because the detectors are very complex and there are many little things wrong. And so the experimenters are trying to figure out what those little wrong things are and fix them. And this takes a long time, but if, we, if the team can make these improvements so we see three times farther, then the volume of the universe we see is three cubed, or 27 times bigger. Instead of seeing one pair of black holes collide each month when the detectors are operating, they should see approximately one every day. And so that's a big, big change in the next several years once the detectors are at that design sensitivity. So if announced tomorrow, what big discovery in the world of physics would make you really excited? Seeing gravitational waves from the birth of the universe. We will see that, I'm sure, in the next few decades. 
but seeing them and using them then to understand the laws that control the birth of the universe, which are these missing laws of quantum gravity. So that, for me, is the, the big dream of the coming years with gravitational waves. That would be very cool. You can find out more about each episode on our website at ictp.it and you can subscribe to our podcast for more Coffee Breaks with Scientists. Tell us what you think about the podcast by reviewing it or by emailing us at scivibes at ictp.it. We'll see you next episode. <laughs>